0: So welcome back to the Tech with ITRT's podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to start conversations around teaching and learning with a focus on how technology and education influences our best practices. Today, we're gonna talk about how teachers can grade more efficiently, especially in the remote learning environment. Our special guest today is Karen Bell. She is a veteran ITRT with Lynchburg City Schools. So tell us, Karen. What do you think teachers are facing right now with grading in this current climate? Hi
1: Kat, we're really looking at a paradigm shift, a shift in thinking about teaching and learning because of COVID-19. With students working from home asynchronously now, teachers can't do the quick homework checks, give on the spot pop quizzes, and use other tools as readily as they did when everyone was in the classroom. Thoughts about grading need to shift from completion of assignments to mastery of material. And that shift is a huge adjustment for all involved, administrators, teachers, students, and parents. The shift can't take place immediately. It has to be gradual. But everyone needs to be looking at what skills and knowledge the students have mastered versus what grade they receive on any given assignment. While we make this needed shift, we still need to be able to create assignments that show us where the student is in his or her learning, but assignments that can be graded quickly so we know how to better adjust lesson plans.
0: We, we definitely need to make sure that we're all on the same page with that. That paradigm shift is something that it's sort of hard to get your, get your head around. So we do want, we want the kids to master skills. We don't need them to just check a box that they did an assignment. So that really sets us up for this conversation that teachers really need to plan their assignments with mastery in mind. But, you know, let's be realistic. We wanna make sure that they know what it's gonna take to grade the assignment. We wanna make our teachers' lives easier, not harder. So when you're thinking about planning, what is it gonna to take to actually grade that assignment? So for example, if I wanna know the depth of my student's understanding of the life cycle of a frog, I could have them create a diagram of it, which honestly, I would prefer that type of, of um, assignment. But if I just want a quick check to see if, if they get it, they know what a tadpole is, I might just do a quick Google form that self grades. There's no sense in spending hours upon hours on something, especially if it's before they really understand the material. You don't need to grade it. Um, You want to make sure that you can use the format that would allow the student to not only understand the material, but that can make your life as a teacher grading a little bit easier. So we've got tons of tech tools. And that's Karen. She's been a veteran ITRT, or she is a veteran ITRT, many years in the business. We know all these different tech tools. Let's talk about ones that really help out with grading. Um, We'll go over some of our favorites right now so that our listeners maybe we can make their lives just a little bit easier. So the first one, um, our third through 12th graders, they do use Google Classroom to push out assignments to students. So all the tools that we're gonna talk about can be shared on Google Classroom. And one of my favorite tools, that's quick, easy self grading is Google Forms. You could create a quiz or a survey that generates a grade as soon as the student submits their work, they get the feedback, but also, you don't have to do any grading. Um, there's even a feature in Google Classroom that allows that Google Form, the results to be imported into the Google Classroom gradebook. So that's a few steps that as a teacher, you don't have to do. Um, another feature in Google Classroom, uh, English teachers love this is, is rubrics. So this feature will allow the teacher to create a rubric the criteria for success for each, each level of the assignment. And then you can include the points for the various levels. It takes a little bit more time upfront. So there's more planning to make the rubric, but you can reuse that same rubric for other assignments and the grading of, a, of a, that type of assignment is much faster. The students get their valuable feedback. They get information without you having to labor over hours and hours of grading. You can put in the number, they know what level um, they received for each skill. So this, that can definitely make a more efficient workflow for teachers.
1: Absolutely, Google Classroom, Google Forms and Rubrics are great ways for teachers to get started with this. There are also some other online programs, such as Quizlet, Quizzes, Kahoot, and other gamification sites, which are great for kind of doing quick dipstick checks on student mastery of material, just like you do a dipstick check on oil in your car. Data from Quizzes and Kahoot Games can easily be downloaded to Excel spreadsheets or Google Sheets and is automatically uh, generated so teachers don't have to do anything but literally download the students' responses and data. Teachers can look to see what questions gave students the most trouble, what questions everyone answered correctly, but they can also look across the spreadsheet at individual student work to see who missed multiple questions and who needs some extra help. Scores are generated automatically so teachers don't have to spend the time grading. They can spend that valuable time analyzing the data to help guide further instruction for their students. And I think that's absolutely crucial because we need to take the time to look at the data. Other programs like Quizlet and StudyStack offer multiple ways for students to practice material prior to assessment. Teachers can assign a set of flashcards in these programs for students to study through multiple means and modalities and work on them, and then have students complete a Google Sheet, let's say with their top score on the Quizlet match after completing it a certain number of times. Quizlet Live lets students compete collaboratively to answer questions correctly. And I love the fact that as each round ends, the teacher sees and can review with students the questions uh, and the questions are divided into three groups. What we know, which is the questions that all the groups got right, so you really don't need to go back and spend more time reviewing those. What we learned, which is the questions that were missed in round one of the game, but now the students have correct So you don't need to spend as much time on those. And then you can focus in on the third set, which is questions um, that are what we need to learn, questions that students still need to master. The more rounds of Quizlet Live that are played, the number of questions in the what we need to know group starts to decrease as students review and practice that more. I've seen classes spend an entire period playing Quizlet Live as a review. And by the end of class, there were no more what we need to learn questions. Anecdotally, their test grades reflect the mastery of the work reviewed in Quizlet Live, with no grading required for the review and the practice by the teacher.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of planning with something like Quizlet, this teacher doesn't have to grade a worksheet to see if they understand the concept, they're able to tell, and then the, and then the students can show their mastery. It's great if you use those tools in a way that's going to help the teacher not have to grade, but, but also to help the student understand what they're, what they're supposed to learn to master those skills.
1: Um, and the neat part with Quizlet Live is, or with Quizlet and Study Stack is, you make that one set of vocabulary questions, or you pull a set that somebody else has created, modify it for your class, and there are multiple ways to use it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really neat that you can, with the online tech tools, there's so mm-hmm. many great ways you can collaborate with others, use stuff already made. The best teachers mm-hmm. don't create everything from scratch. We borrow and we share. Um, yes. Yeah, an, another great tool that our teachers really like, and we do have the subscription to the premium features, is Edpuzzle. Um, not, not only is it a really safe way to share videos, especially YouTube videos for our younger learners, But any other video content, you can get Khan Academy, you can even embed questions, um, you can even upload your own videos to Edpuzzle and you embed questions throughout the video to see if the student is grasping the concept. Um, It does have a great Edpuzzle itself, especially with our uh, level of subscription, has a lot of pre-made content. Like we said, we don't always have enough time to create it. Um, It's created by grade level, by subject, Teachers can create and share uh, material that's super easy, but when you assign it to your, it's really easy to work with Google Classroom. When you assign an assignment to your students with Google Classroom, you see their progress. You can see if they finished, you see which questions they got right. You can give them feedback. You can even reset the entire class to zero or a student so that they can try again to, to get the questions right. So the grading, it's it's done for you. Now. Questions in EdPuzzle that are open-ended do have to be graded by the teacher. So if you're in a rush, don't put in an open-ended question. Make that question multiple choice and save yourself some time grading. Now, not to say that you don't want to ever ask an open-ended question, but maybe your EdPuzzle has the multiple choice, and you might have a Google Classroom question or something else with an open-ended or an essay-type prompt. So think about what you need to get from the assignment and think about what you'll have to grade in the end to make sure that there's a really good balance between um, what you are assigning and how much you're gonna have to work to, to get that information. Edpuzzle, you click your fingers and you've got that information as soon as they're done. Yeah, Edpuzzle is a great program
1: to use and I know teachers are thrilled that we now have a division subscription to that. Another division wide program is IXL which is used for math and language arts English teachers to help students work on new skills as well as skills in which they may need practice. Teachers can assign specific skills to students based on what's being taught in the class. The IXL test bank has a large number of questions for each skill and randomly assigns the question after the teacher assigns the skill to the students. In addition, students can work on skills that the IXL diagnostic test shows their weekend. The purpose of IXL is not to grade a finite number of questions, but to provide students with individualized plans for practice leading to mastery. Give students a goal of earning a certain score on a skill. Say, I want you to have earned at least a 60 on this skill or a 70 or an 80 or give them a time limit to work on the skill. I want you to spend 10 to 15 minutes today working on this particular skill in IXL. But again, that amount of time is going to depend on the student's grade level. Obviously, kindergarten students would spend less time than maybe math analysis students, let's say.
0: Absolutely, IXL is fantastic for not only meeting the, the students where they are and helping them achieve, but it does really help the teachers not have to be individually grading every single question from every single student because it's providing them with those computer um, computer questions. It's, it's really, really helpful, but you can overdo it. And that's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to, like you said, limit to a few minutes a day or a, a, they don't have to get 100 to help make sure the students don't feel overloaded. Um, one of our other, I'd say it's our last one we're going to talk about is Performance Matters. So that's our division, our, our division's replacement for PowerSchool. It has so many SOL type questions. Um, and let's face it, our students do need to be able to answer those types of questions in order to succeed on their SOLs. It's great for grabbing those questions. Uh, Right now, creating short, pre, and post-tests for various skills is a really good use for performance matters. And you can find questions already created based on the SOL strand that that you're looking to, to test or to make an assessment for. As soon as the student submits their assessment, again we're talking about grading here the grades are there for the teacher to use not only are they there but they're aligned with the sol skills. so that data is really powerful for the teachers and it's something that they didn't have to spend long hours grading because we know there's grading and planning and attend there's so many things that teachers are doing we really want to help help eliminate or minimize as much extra time as possible so we with performance matters, we really don't recommend in our environment right now long tests, but those short, quick ones can really, the quick checks help students and teachers know where they're, you know, where, where they are, where they need to be, and with very little grading. So again, we know our teachers are not lazy. Far from it. They are overworked. They're overwhelmed. They have so many jobs right now that we just really wanted to talk about some ways to free up their time grading, free up their time so they don't have to grade every single thing.
1: Exactly. And hopefully some of our tech tools will help teachers grade more effectively and efficiently. If you want more ideas, you might want to check out 20 Ways to Cut Your Grading by Jennifer Gonzalez um, on the Cult of Pedagogy website. There'll be a link to that PDF um, in this week's Tech for ITRT's newsletter. And it's a, a fairly short document, but it's got some great ideas and tips for generically cutting down on grading.
0: Yeah, and, and again, it's not that teachers shouldn't be grading and don't wanna be grading, but we want to help save you time. And you know, anything that comes out of, um, from Jennifer Gonzalez is fantastic. So I definitely would check it out. So we've touched on a ton of ideas. Um, again, we just wanna reiterate that for teachers, if you spend some time planning upfront and use some of these things that self-grade or help make grading easier, or even eliminate the assignment as a grade altogether, Teachers, you're gonna be able to find extra time and hopefully you won't run yourself ragged. Um, We wanna wanna make this environment, we wanna help make things easier for you. You know, Karen, I really so glad that you joined us. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, Kat.
1: Thanks for inviting me. I thoroughly enjoyed this today.
0: Well, uh, our time's coming to an end. Join us next week as we chat about how to be effective in the hybrid learning environment as well as the remote learning environment. So we'll have a new conversation. Hope you all can join us. Thanks so much for joining us for Tech with ITRTs.